Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 2 Kings chapter 25 from the World English Bible. In the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem, and encamped against it. And they built forts against it around it. So the city was besieged until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was severe in the city, so that there was no bread for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled by night by the way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden. Now the Chaldeans were against the city around it. And the king went by the way of the Arabah. But the Chaldean army pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered from him. Then they captured the king and carried him up to the king of Babylon, to Riblah, and they passed judgment on him. They killed Zedekiah's sons before his eyes, then put out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him in fetters, and carried him to Babylon. Now in the fifth month, on the seventh day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He burned Yahweh's house, the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem, even every great house he burned with fire. All the army of the Chaldeans who were with the captain of the guard broke down the walls around Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive the residue of the people who were left in the city, and those who fell away, who fell to the king of Babylon, and the residue of the multitude. But the captain of the guard left some of the poorest of the land to work the vineyards and fields. The Chaldeans broke up the pillars of bronze that were in Yahweh's house, and the bases and the bronze sea that were in Yahweh's house, and carried the bronze pieces to Babylon. They took away the pots, the shovels, the snuffers, the spoons, and all the vessels of bronze with which they ministered. The captain of the guard took away the firepans, the basins, that which was of gold, in gold, and that which was of silver, in silver. The two pillars, the one sea and the bases which Solomon had made for Yahweh's house, the bronze of all these vessels was not weighed. The height of the one pillar was eighteen cubits, and a capital of bronze was on it. The height of the capital was three cubits, with network and pomegranates on the capital around it, all of bronze, and the second pillar with its network was like these. The captain of the guard took Zerahiah the chief priest, Zephaniah the second priest, and the three keepers of the threshold. And out of the city he took an officer who was set over the men of war, and five men of those who saw the king's face, who were found in the city, and the scribe, the captain of the army, who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land who were found in the city. 
Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon, to Riblah. The king of Babylon attacked them and put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah was carried away captive out of his land. As for the people who were left in the land of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had left, even over them he made Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, governor. Now when all the captains of the forces, they and their men, heard that the king of Babylon had made Gedaliah governor, they came to Gedaliah, to Mizpah, even Ishmael the son of Nethaniah, and Johanan the son of Kareah, and Zeraiah the son of Tanhumeth, the Netophathite, and Jeazaniah the son of the Maacathite, they and their men. Gedaliah swore to them and to their men, and said to them, Don't be afraid because of the servants of the Chaldeans. Dwell in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will be well with you. But in the seventh month, Ishmael the son of Nethaniah, the son of Elishama of the royal offspring, came, and ten men with him, and struck Gedaliah so that he died, with the Jews and the Chaldeans that were with him at Mizpah. All the people, both small and great, and the captains of the forces, arose and came to Egypt, for they were afraid of the Chaldeans. In the thirty-seventh year of the captivity of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, out of prison, and he spoke kindly to him and set his throne above the throne of the kings who were with him in Babylon and changed his prison garments. Jehoiachin ate bread before him continually all the days of his life, and for his allowance there was a continual allowance given him from the king every day a portion all the days of his life. That is the end of chapter 25 and the end of Second Kings. And so we have the final end of a nation that started about 865 years ago when they entered the Promised Land. Uh, 33 years under Joshua, 323 years of the judges, 120 years united under the kings Saul, David, and Solomon, and then of the remaining 390 years, Israel, the northern kingdom, was around for 254, but then Judah was around for 390. The book of 1 Kings covers 117 years. The book of 2 Kings covers 337 years. The captivity of Judah began in 597 BC, and the burning of the temple was in 586 BC. And I am getting all of these dates from the timeline by Dr. Floyd Nolan Jones from the Chronology of the Old Testament. Right here in chapter 25 of 2 Kings, there are very specific dates given for everything that is happening. This is very precise. We can see from Ezekiel 33:21 that this defeat of Zedekiah, where he was taken away, happened when Ezekiel had been in captivity for 12 years, which was the ninth year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign. And the way that Zedekiah is captured is fulfilled prophecy from what Ezekiel said in Ezekiel chapter 12, beginning in verse 12, where it says, The prince who is among them will bear on his shoulder in the dark and will go out. They will dig through the wall to carry things out that way. 
He will cover his face because he will not see the land with his eyes. I will also spread my net on him and he will be taken in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon to the land of the Chaldeans, yet he will not see it, though he die there. And we can see in 2 Kings 25 verse 7 that Zedekiah was blinded and then taken to Babylon. In David Gusick's commentary on this chapter, he quotes Russell Dilday in pointing out the irony of Zedekiah being captured in the plains of Jericho, where Israel had the first victory after crossing the Jordan River into the Promised Land. Then the burning of the temple and Jerusalem didn't come until almost ten years later, with more executions of some prominent men who had until then evaded capture, and then the temple was plundered more. Daniel has already been safely in Babylon for about 20 years at the time the temple is burned. A lot of Old Testament prophets lived and prophesied during the 300-year time span that covers the destruction of both the northern and the southern kingdoms of Israel. The few that are after that are Jeremiah's Lamentations, Obadiah, Haggai, and Zechariah. Of course, there are also other historical books to come, and I will have to decide if I want to go on and read some of those or get into Jeremiah and Ezekiel now that all of this is fresh on my mind. Besides specific dates about all this happening, we are also given quite a few specific names to underpin the historicity, the reality of these events. We are even given the names of the people who are left, the poorest people apparently, who have been encouraged to submit to Babylon, yet they have this idea of rebelling and fleeing to Egypt of all places. In Deuteronomy 17.16 is one of the first places they're told not to go back to Egypt. And then again in Jeremiah 42.7-22, through 22, you have more details about the events that were happening in the same events that were happening in 2 Kings chapter 25. And basically, this group of people is begging for validation and blessing of their wrong choice. Then in verse 27, we fast forward about 25 years to take up the male succession to the right to King David's throne. And this is where Jeconiah, also known as Jehoiakim through most of 2 Kings, he is released from prison. And that is probably probably when his son, Shealtiel, who is mentioned in the first chapter of Matthew, is born. First Chronicles chapter 317 specifies that Shealtiel is among those who are born after Judah's exile. In Jeremiah chapter 22, starting with verse 24, Yahweh sends a prophecy uh, about Jeconiah saying to count him as childless. And then he goes on to specify, for no more will a man of his offspring prosper sitting on David's throne. So none of his physical offspring will sit on the throne. And Mary is not through this line, through Jeconiah. She is through David's other son, Nathan. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 